the Protectors of the Wood adventure series. Join our story of misfit teenagers as they struggle to save the world from climate change. Episode number 95, Abby and Jeremy find a lot to share. For you, just ask me to play, and I'll know what to say. If you come around today, you won't be in my way. Oh, no, baby, not you. And oh, there are questions I know. I don't care no more. Why don't we just die? Sweet away down a warm and red dream Oh, baby, it's true I'm running without an eye in my head But my heart causes sand And my old dreams are Say so long to myself again See me if you can You know I might go out to sea this time Might roam on the land But I'll carry my heart in my hand Oh, my hand in my hand Jeremy heard the news from Phoebe and George. Escaping from the mob and the thunderstorm, Abby had left her treasured collection of seeds, her guitar and whistles, and her bike all hidden at the haunted house. Abby was afraid that members of the mob or possibly the police would keep a watch on the strange old abandoned house. Jeremy volunteered for the job and arrived the following day in the churchyard with Abby's treasures. She was ecstatic. Oh, I'm so happy. Thank you, thank you. Abby had created a wide hole in the mulch pile and had exposed rich, dark soil 
perfect for gardening. This is incredible, Abby. There must be a few truckloads of fabulous composts here. And look at all these branches. Enough wood to heat and cook that little cabin you've got. Hmm. If we chip these branches and let them compost in a pile, they would heat your cabin all winter. I did hear you're working on the energy project. Yeah. You know all about it, I'm sure. No one ever mentions it outside of a few people. I've been missing out on that. I've been cut off from many people working in the forest. Even Allison and Chi-Chi at the garden center. Just because of a... Abby struggled to find the right word. I heard about that. Your ex-boyfriend. I'm so sorry. It's very sad. I didn't mean to bring it up, though. <sighs> it's okay. I'm over it. This is a kind of new beginning for you, isn't it? Abby smiled. <laughs> is it ever? And I've got a lot to do. Probably more than I can handle. You need any help? Whoa. <laughs> oh, you should see the list of all the things. <laughs> well... Let me start by showing you what I brought back from the haunted house. Yes, I can't wait to see. I was afraid the place would have been searched and my stuff would be taken. Was anything torn apart? Any sign of people? Not at all, except someone had removed all the evidence of the fire on the lawn. There must be a lot of ash hidden in the woods. They were walking out of the privet fort toward the cottage. Abby was scraping the leaf mold off her arms. I'm surprised, though. I was sure they thought the Holy Grail was hidden in that house. Maybe. You aren't wrong about that. You know, we might call it the haunted house. Mostly as a joke, or just to give it a name. But it seems people are convinced that it really is haunted. They think the mob was punished by some supernatural force. I bet the order went out to take that place apart. But no one has the courage to do it. They're also probably afraid the police are watching it. Anyway, I saw no one. I'm so relieved. These seeds are the holy grail to me. They walked to the tool shed, and Jeremy pulled the bike from behind the canvas. Then he picked up the sleeping bag and the guitar case and set them on the grass. But, hold on a second. What, what about the seeds? I got them. Rolled up in the sleeping bag. Easier to carry and very safe. Abby unzipped and opened the sleeping bag, exposing a canvas book bag. With a trembling hand, she opened it and poured out an overflowing pile of seed packets onto the sleeping bag. They both sat down to examine them, 
Each packet was just a sheet of paper folded into an envelope. Some were bulging with seeds, and others felt almost empty. She carefully opened a few and touched and smelled the seeds. Ah, uh, I don't think they took much moisture. Almost none. Still dry and ready to go. Jeremy began studying the packets with his usual focus and intensity. Abby watched him shake a particularly thin envelope close to his ear, listening to the faint rustle of extremely tiny seeds. Then he began reading the names scrawled on the envelopes. Late tomatoes, sea tomatoes, G. amaranth, Allegria amaranth, Old N. amaranth, pea squash, W. turnips, L. cukes, W. kale, F. corn, E. corn, F. peas, F. beans, E. potatoes. Amazing! Looks like there must be 50 of them. Oh, more than that. I think 110. I don't suppose I could find these in a seed catalog. Nope. These are unique. Our own varieties. How did you get started? You mean saving seeds? Uh, it's not just me. I'm one of a long line. Most of these were developed over... Well, I can't even tell you how many years. Abby noticed him watching her very closely. She was thinking. He knows that I'm holding back. It's like he's trying to stare into my secrets. What do these initials stand for? Oh, uh, just the names we've given this generation of seeds. Like late tomatoes. That's tomatoes that keep ripening very late. You can bring them inside in late November and December, and they'll ripen on your windowsill. So you get fresh tomatoes from June to Christmas with different varieties. Oh, I get it. He was looking inside the packets. What about this F-corn? That's corn for flour, to use in baking. And look at all this amaranth. How about old N-amaranth? Abby hesitated again and finally said, That's a very special variety. Passed down over maybe thousands of years. It's named for the people who lived in the forest. They were a part of the half-moon people. Those who farmed this valley for longer than you can imagine. Abby's eyes glittered. She glanced up at Jeremy and felt both pleased and distressed that he was attending to her every word. I'd like to know more. In a way, it's part of my new education. My studies in the forest, and maybe, just maybe, I could teach you some things too. And what might those things be? 
Abby spoke with a smile. Jeremy looked away in confusion, blushing around the neck and cheek. Abby was thinking, Oh, I didn't realize it would sound like that. She looked down to ease his embarrassment and wondered if she had intended it to sound that way and worried that these feelings could lead to conflicts. But Jeremy quickly resumed his normal air of passionate intellectual interest and emotional detachment. Well, I realize you know almost everything about plants and trees, but just as an example, how are you going to heat up this place? He motioned with his head to Abby's cottage. Hmm. I've been thinking about that. I do have the wood-burning stove and all those branches in the mulch pile. Yeah, but this cabin doesn't even look insulated. It will be frozen by morning after a cold night. Unless you wake up to feed the fire. On a cold snap, your pipes will freeze if you're gone for even a day. To tell you the truth, I've been putting off that problem. There are so many pressures right now. Right. I understand. I wouldn't bring it up except that it's one thing I might be able to help you out with. But to make it work, we'd have to start fairly soon. So spell it out for me. Jeremy took a deep breath and stood up, obviously nervous. He walked a few steps nearer to the churchyard wall and motioned to the small open space behind the cottage, formed by the L-shaped structure. Hot compost. All we would need would be a wood chipper. I think you've got enough wood and leaves and greens to make a pile. Eight by eight by six feet, all shredded and chipped. In about a month, it will be very hot. We'll run three inch pipe into the cottage near ground level, go zigzag through the pile and an opening into the cottage near ceiling level. He paused to see if she understood. Abby nodded. The pipe will suck cold air from the floor and heat it as it travels up through the pile and sends it out to ceiling level, thus heating your cottage. Hot air rises, so you don't need any pump. It just works by itself. It should keep a good minimum temperature. You may have to burn some wood sometimes. Abby saw Jeremy watch her reaction anxiously. She smiled and then started laughing. He flushed with embarrassment. Sorry. I just thought you might be interested. Some people care about it. I am interested. Please, Jeremy, come back. Sit over here. I'd even like to try it. It's just that I'm so surprised that you're serious. 
He kneeled warily on the sleeping bag, crossing his arms. Look, I underestimated you. And then I laughed because I was happy. Most people don't know or don't care about these things. Who's teaching you? Jeremy moved closer. Well, mostly Chi-Chi. And also Junior Walker. They pretty much organized the energy project with Junior's boss, Benny Neem, and his boss, the Mystery Man. Not many know about the upper level. I know a little. He whose name shall not be spoken. dream I saw the headlight and I know I'd run I was blinded by the headlight and I know I'd run Night my truck was coming wide as highway 61 I could see it in the distance 10,000 wheels around the bend
Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. Find all our projects on protectorsofthewood.com and support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.